Michael Bay's latest film, Ambulance, is hitting theaters this weekend. And you know what? It's such a coincidence that this movie is called Ambulance because that's what I had to call after the migraine I got from watching Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle, and this is my review of Ambulance, which is Michael Bay's first film since 2019's Six Underground, and only his fourth non-Transformers film in the last 15 years, that's hard to believe. And listen, we know who Michael Bay is and what he likes. He likes cars, he likes explosions, he likes helicopters, and he wants to get as many of those things as possible into every single film that he makes. Some of those movies, like The Rock, have been great. Other ones, not so much. Luckily, and I'm legitimately happy to report this, Ambulance hues much closer to the good films like The Rock than the bad films like uh, some of the others. Pearl Harbor. And while Ambulance doesn't quite hit the heights of some of the other parts of Michael Bay's career, it doesn't even approach a lot of the lows. Jake Gyllenhaal stars as Danny, a bank robber who's able to persuade his ex-military adopted brother Will into joining him on his latest career-making heist. Will needs money for experimental surgery for a family member, so he reluctantly agrees, only for things to go completely awry. Eventually, Will and Danny hijack an ambulance to escape, only to find that it contains EMT Cam Thompson, played by Aza Gonzalez, and a police officer who was shot in the chaos of the robbery. What mostly follows is a hot pursuit of the stolen ambulance by the FBI and the LAPD, led by Garrett Delahunt. Speed limits are broken, things explode, and every possible container of watermelon or brightly colored fruit in the 30-mile zone is seemingly decimated. There are so many shots of the ambulance driving through a crate of watermelons. It reminds me of that scene in Wayne's World 2 where you find out that they're set up just to wait until a car chase happens, and then they can all just go home. Jim's job is to make sure we always have plenty of watermelons. Oh, so you're selling watermelons. No, no, sir. We just got to make sure there's plenty of them stacked at all times. You got to wonder if this is going to pay off later on. Now, most of this movie is a three-person showdown between Will, Danny, and Cam, who's fighting to do her job and save the young police officer's life. And as Cam, Aza Gonzalez is able to balance the strength and vulnerability she faces as a hard-bitten, all-business professional who finds herself having to save a life amidst unimaginable chaos. Yahya Abdul-Mateen II remains one of my favorite newer actors to watch. He's desperate yet compassionate, committed yet responsive to the fear of losing his humanity to this bank heist. I think that Yahya Abdul-Mateen II's performance as Bobby Seale in 2020's The Trial of the Chicago 7 was criminally overlooked looked, as was his performance last summer in the reimagined Candyman. I'm of the opinion that any actor is capable of a great performance at any point in their career, but I really do hope that Yahya Abdul-Mateen II keeps finding great roles that will bring him to the forefront, because I really do feel that he is one great role, and I think he's already had great roles, but one really recognized great role away from being actually acknowledged as one of the better actors working today. Good actors are great, interesting actors are better, but interesting actors who can put in great performances are few and far between, and I think that Yaya Abdul-Mateen II has all of those qualities. As, by the way, does Jake Gyllenhaal, who is just one hell of an interesting artist. He is giving this role 110% from the first instant he is on screen, and yet it never seems showy or out of step with the movie. Danny is obviously very deeply troubled, and he has this facade of kind of coolness, but then it'll just crack in a moment's notice, and he will lose absolute control. It's really hard to do without becoming a distraction to the film that you're in, and yet Jake Gyllenhaal does it so well. I really do think that 
Jake Gyllenhaal is just punishing all of us with increasingly good performances as penance for overlooking what he did in Nightcrawler back in 2014, because that was another role, like Yahya Abdul-Mateen II as Bobby Seale, that should have been an award show frontrunner, and yet was overlooked by the Academy, certainly, and so many other award shows. And then we come to Michael Bay, and look, this is definitely full of his trademark excesses, but it also feels a lot more intimate than almost any film that he's ever made. Part of it is that Michael Bay worked on a budget of about $40 million for this movie. That's about $100 million less than Six Underground, about $200 million less than Transformers The Last Night. So he had probably the fewest resources than he's had at almost any other time in his career to get this movie done. There's not as much sprawl because there wasn't as much cash, but the movie still looks fantastic. Robert DeAngelis receives his first director of photography credit after years of work as a camera operator. And we know that Bay is also physically behind the camera as well in many shots. That's one of the things that, like, no matter what I think about the movies, even the movies of his that I like the least, I have to tip my cap to him as a filmmaker because he is hands-on. He gets down and dirty when it comes to these film sets. Look at the behind-the-scenes of a movie like Transformers Age of Extinction. I covered that on my All My Movies podcast uh, last year, I think, or the year before. You cannot say that he is a lazy filmmaker because he is down there getting the dirt on him, holding the camera, running the camera, going through things with his actors. He's not sitting back, as he himself says, there's no video village, meaning he doesn't sit in a chair and look at a monitor at any point in making a film. He's either operating the camera or standing behind the camera operator. And I think that's what makes his movies feel so visceral is that he is so directly involved in the physical production of them. There are not many directors left that do that. And so regardless, Regardless of my takes on the finished product of the films that he makes, I have to respect him just from a working level as a director because he has a level of commitment that you don't see from a lot of other people that are working today. Now, of course, there are excesses because this is a Michael Bay film. One of those is that Michael Bay has discovered drones, and I think that his use of them is a mixed bag. Several of them are incredibly impressive shots, including one where a car appears to jump right over the drone camera. They're really masterfully done, but I think because Michael Bay thought that they were cool, they're then sprinkled throughout the film where I don't think they really fit. This is where a less is more approach would have worked, but less is more has never really been Michael Bay's motto. More is more in Michael Bay's book, and we get a lot of drone shots. I also think that this movie, like almost every one of Michael Bay's movies, is probably 15 to 20 minutes too long. There's some plot points that I think you could have cut. It runs about 2 hours 15 minutes. I think you could have brought it in at just under 2 and not really lost a whole lot. But again, when we talk about Michael Bay, he is committed to over-delivering on every element of filmmaking. So yes, even though there are a few things that are sort of the hallmarks of Michael Bay's not-so-great work in the past, I could safely say that I think that Ambulance could be his best movie since the 90s. I'm not going to put it right up there with some of my favorites from his early career, but I think you could have a legitimate debate between this movie and a couple of others as to which one is the best work that he's done in the last 20 plus years. Ultimately, Ambulance is what I honestly wasn't sure we'd get from Michael Bay again. It's a relatively tight, character-driven action film that I didn't have any massive issues with. And I think it's another reminder that Michael Bay has the capability to be a master filmmaker. And I've said this before, and, and I've been laughed at, but I think it's true. Yes, he's chosen to tell dumb, overcooked robot stories for the past 15 years, so I think that that's hurt his legacy a little more. He has a unique style. He is a singular filmmaker. You know within 10 seconds when you're watching a Michael Bay film. It's a style that is imitated, but never really replicated. And in that sense, I think he does belong alongside contemporaries like Quentin Tarantino and 
and Wes Anderson. It's just that the movies he delivers are meticulous and exacting in a very different way than those two filmmakers. I think that Michael Bay is a great on-set director, and I think that he can deliver great films if he just chooses the right material. Ambulance, I think, is a step in the right direction, and I hope that he continues to take these steps in the right direction because there's a great film somewhere inside Michael Bay still, and I'm actually really excited to see it. So overall, that is a recommendation for me on Ambulance. It is one of the more engaging action films I've seen, and you're really going to be going along for a ride. It's got the laughs. It's got some moments. It has the best use of Christopher Cross's song, Sailing, since Yacht Rock way back in the mid-2000s. What did you think? Have you already seen it? Do you plan to go see it this weekend? Let me know down in the comments below. And as always, thank you so much for watching the show. If you want to see even more of what I'm up to, you can check me out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Dan Merle, and right here on the channel, I had a review for Sonic the Hedgehog 2 that came out earlier today. I'm also going to have a review coming out this weekend for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, one of my most anticipated films of the year, so be sure to keep an eye out for that. And of course, Charts with Dan on Monday, where we're going to look at the weekend box office to see where everything shakes out. Thanks so much for watching. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.